Hello and welcome to another episode of Wisdom's Echo. This is Origin Gates Daily Podcast. My name is Matthew McDowell and I will be sharing with you an insight of the day. And today's insight is a part two of my, uh, well it's a part two of a series of two, <laughs> which, which I've chosen to call the eternal moment. So uh, if you've not listened to part one, go back and have a listen. But I'm just going to recap it very quickly here, which is, in a, and essentially it was to say that it was on the topic of time. So it was a discussion on the topic of time, something that's really interesting to me, and um, particularly how as an eternal being, our experience, our interaction, our relationship with time has changed. And really it's changed from one of a linear perspective of a past, present and future to one of an eternal perspective, an eternal moment that we live in, that really all of time is available to us and all of eternity is available to us in this eternal moment that we live in. I wanted to talk a little bit today then about really the value of time or the value of that moment. Because what sparked my mind, my thought on this was that it's something quite, that's always been quite fascinating to me is that really heaven, well actually I'm going to read a quote. Um, it's a quote by Thomas Paine. So he's one of the founding fathers of the U.S., and I came across it recently and I just thought it was really powerful quote. And he says, this is what he says. He says, that which we obtain too easily, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only which give, gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. So I'm going to read it again. That which we obtain too easily, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only which gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. Isn't that an amazing statement? So all of the treasures of heaven that are available to us as sons of God, um, yeah, they do come at a cost. And I guess in this case, let's just fo- I'm going to just focus on one that is that is that is relationship, right? The, I mean, the main, the top prize, <laughs> the main treasure of the heaven of engaging with heaven is that we get to have a relationship not just with Yahweh, also with Yeshua, with the Holy Spirit, with wisdom, with the seven spirits of God, this angelic realm, with the cloud of witnesses. You know, there's a lot of relationships available to us in the realms of heaven that are precious, precious beyond, certainly beyond money, beyond anything that this world can give. In fact, and I've jumped ahead to some extent because I'm going to say this is really the point that I wanted to get at today was that really our, our, our most, that this present moment or the eternal moment that we live in and this, this concept of time the time the time that's available to us is actually is actually so precious it's actually our most precious asset and when we talk about obtaining you know or 
the the sorry the that heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. It's so kind of it's almost paradoxical to me, but I believe it to be true that that really for us to obtain those treasures of heaven, we have to invest time. <laughs> so just think about that for a moment, because it's sort of bizarre. That really to obtain the treasures of heaven, we have to invest time. And it, it's common sense if you think about it in terms of relationship. Like really, we have to put time into our relationships, into our, hev- into our earthly relationships and also our heavenly relationships in order for them to flourish. No relationship flourishes without an investment of time. And that's really what this eternal moment is. It's our most precious tradable asset and it's the asset through through which we obtain the let's say the goods of heaven the treasures of heaven is through our application and our investment of our time and that's not something that comes easily that's something that comes with hard work and it comes with discipline but heaven as as this as thomas Paine has said that which we obtain too easily, we esteem too lightly. Don't expect heaven to give you its treasures lightly <laughs> or easily, because then we will esteem them too lightly. It is dearness only which gives everything its value. There is a price to be paid to obtain the treasures of heaven. And, and there is so much, of course, like there's so much sacrifice to be made in terms of, you know, people talk about dying to self and, and being, you know, letting go of the old man and, you know, all, all these other sacrifices that we make of in, ter- in our engagement. You know, we trade all of who we are for all of who Christ is in us. and You know, there's there's lots of trades and exchanges that happen in our in our walk with the Lord. And there is there is cost involved in every stage. However, I think our, our main, our most precious asset, really, is our time and and there's there's this correlation of course between what makes some with it between value and scarcity and i always strayed away from that in in the sense that i thought oh this is some lack mindset that you no know, anything could could be that whatever somehow we you know there's a mindset of lack that there's this scarcity of time and really we're eternal and you know you should talks about everlasting life and things so really time is not an issue of us but that that and that is to some extent true but on the other on the other on the other hand it's actually it's kind of nonsense as well because really for something to be precious it has to be it has to be scarce there's something of a natural law involved in that and the most scarce (laughs) the most fleeting um yeah, the most scarce kind of commodity that we have really is this, is this, is this present moment in which we live. So the eternal moment is so fleetingly small, it becomes infinitely precious, and there is a res- massive responsibility on us to invest our time wisely. Invest our moments wisely, moment to moment. Um, and I want to kind of go step aside here and take a look at this from a different angle because I was recently considering this idea of what uh, of of what it means to be a king, right? So Yeshua is the king of kings. So 
in my mind, that makes us kings. Um, and not in in the in the earthly sense of having owning a, a you know a, not necessarily in the earthly sense of owning a load of land, right? So sometimes this concept of a king is is a difficult one to relate to or engage with if you don't own a lot of stuff. Okay, so from an earthly perspective, maybe the idea of a king is someone who who possesses land, generally, I suppose, um, and maybe has a castle and an army as well to go with it, right? <laughs> but and has some subjects, you know. That's how we would often define a king, maybe in a in an earthly sense. But for us to be kings, can we be kings in a heavenly sense without without necessarily having a crown or a castle, um? And so I was considering this idea of a king and what it means to be a king and how to behave as a king. Um, what does it mean to behave as a king um, in the earth now? And I think it really ties in with this concept of this eternal moment and how we spend our time. So I, uh, so I looked up in, in my study, I looked up the word, what's the Hebrew word for king? And it is the word melech. Okay, so and melech is composed of uh, three letters, a mem, a lamed, and a kof. And yeah, so there are there are, there are many people on this podcast with incredibly incredibly deep study of Hebrew alphabet and language. I'm early on my journey with that, but I I do think it's a really powerful tool for us to engage with, and um, particularly as as it. In terms of this transformation of our mind, um, and yeah, in terms of the, its capacity to transform our mind, transform our understanding, I think the Hebrew language is so powerful and so beautiful, so beautiful to study. And what I find is, what I find is that it, it always gives you in your study, because of this incredible depth and flexibility, and layers of meaning that it, it's it's relatable in in a relational way. It's relatable to where you're at, you know, there's always something you can get from it wherever you're at as you engage with it and it will be appropriate to, to where you're at. And that's what I've found as I studied this word, melech, um, king. Um, so the mem, yeah, so it's mem, lamed, kof, and the mem can mean, again, it can mean a lot of things, <laughs> but the meaning that kind of stuck with me as I was engaging in this word, is it strength. So mem can mean strength. Lamed often can refer to authority. And kof, um, one of the meanings of kof is time. So if I put those those together, what I got as I engaged with this word melech, and again, there are many deeper, <laughs> more profound, or more... Uh, maybe more profound uh, interpretations of this word or, or meanings for the word melech or the word king. But what I found this was so appropriate to me and how I was thinking right now was that the mem, lamed, the kof, the melech, to be a king is to have a strong authority over time so or a dominion over time. And whenever, I mean, whenever I say time in this case, and how I understood that and how it spoke to me was that really kingship or a definition of kingship is to have strong authority over your own time, right? 
or a dominion over your own time, dominion over each of these precious, infinitely precious, eternal moments that have been given to us, gifted to us even, by our Heavenly Father, by allowing us to come here and exist within this realm, within creation. So that kingship really is the ap- the, the application or the investment through conscious choice of these eternal moments that are available to us um, into, into things that we value, right? I mean, there's a, there's a saying that, you know, people say, they show, you know, show me how a man spends his time and I'll, I'll, I'll show you where he'll be in three years, five years or whatever. I'll tell you his future. I think that's the kind of the saying. I think it's a famous, it's a reasonably famous quote. You know, show me how a man spends his time and I'll show you his future. I think that's so, that's so true for us, particularly as believers and as, with an understanding of our eternal reality and understanding of us as eternal beings existing outside of time and as ones who are called to kingship and called to be maturity and called to places, seats of authority in the realms of heaven. Really, this all this plays out, or an, an arena that this plays out in is in our eternal moments. What do we do with our time? <laughs> right? What do we do with these infinitely precious moments that have been given to us? And so, I would say to you, wherever you are and whatever circumstances you are in, whether you've got a pound in the bank, a penny in the bank, a million pounds in the bank or a billion pounds in the bank, whether you own, you know, whether you're master of an entire nation, or, you know, you own your own stretch of land, or, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you don't earn, you don't have much in the way of earthly possessions, that kingship is available to you. And it comes through the mastery, through the, the taking a strong authority and a dominion over every moment of your life, of these eternal moments that are available to you and investing them appropriately, investing them, and I would say the greatest investment, the highest leverage investment that is available to us is by engage, our engagement with Yahweh, engagement with the realms of heaven, um, our engagement with the Holy Spirit to bring, um, yeah, to bring that kingdom of heaven onto earth. So, Wherever you are, shalom. I hope you've enjoyed this. Bless you and uh, until next time, keep well.